Well, today's message, as the two weeks prior to this week's message, is inspired by the book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwin Gaines. So far, we've talked about divine purpose and giving. Both of those sermons were video recorded, and divine purpose has already been posted on our Facebook page, and hopefully uh, the giving will be this week. And maybe even today's will be up this week at some point. Today we're talking about a sensitive topic that affects everyone in this room. I feel very confident in making that statement. And that topic is forgiveness. A few weeks ago I talked about forgiveness as a point in the sermon, but today I'm dedicating the entire message to this important topic. Our scripture lesson features the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter is probably my favorite apostle because he's outspoken, he's full of questions, he has doubts and can be a little bit full of himself, quite truthfully. <laughs> I guess I'd say his humanness shows, and that's what endears me to him the most. In our passage, Peter asks about how many times he should forgive someone who has wronged him. It would seem Peter has put some thought into this suggestion, into this question, and he's kind of proud, I guess, in some ways, certainly pleased with himself to suggest that maybe forgiving someone seven times would be a pretty big feat to do. But Jesus, in his usual style, informs Peter that he should forgive 70 times 7. Now, if we do the math, I'm not really great, great at math, but that's simple math, so I can manage that. It comes to 490 times. And so the question is, how in the world do we keep track of 490 times that we are supposed to forgive someone? Do we carry one of those little notebooks with the spiral on top and keep making hash marks each time we forgive that particular person? I mean, I don't know about you, but that's going to be a lot of keeping track. And so I don't think that's really the purpose of this. I think Jesus is really making the point that forgiveness is something we must do time and time again. And that forgiveness isn't something we keep track of, but something we offer and receive without keeping record, without keeping score. It is probably safe to say that forgiveness is something that many of us have had to deal with and maybe even struggled with from time to time because all of us have been wronged and all of us have committed wrongs. So let's look a bit closer at this topic and discover how it plays an important role in our lives. And first of all, let's consider a major misconception about forgiveness. What I see as a great misconception in terms of forgiveness is that we feel if we forgive, we oftentimes feel this way at least, that we have somehow allowed the one who has hurt us to get away with it. The offense is erased or forgotten. It seems we have the idea that to forgive means we are essentially saying the offense was okay. But that's not what forgiveness is. Sins, offenses, violations against us are not okay. By definition, they're not okay. If they were okay, they wouldn't be called sins, offenses, or violations and there would be no need for forgiveness. 
If sins or offenses or violations were okay, we'd be talking about acquittal, not forgiveness. Acquittal means the offender didn't do it. He or she walks, is innocent. But when we forgive, we're not exonerating. Rather, we're electing to move on. So it's important for us to realize that when we forgive, we are not saying the offense never happened. But we are electing to move forward with our lives and not allowing the issue to have power over us any longer. Edwin says in her book that forgiveness is something we do for ourselves. And I like that. When children get into fights, there's usually a lot of pointing fingers, isn't there? You know, he did it, she did it. You know, it's always pointing at somebody. Somebody else did it. <coughs> However, as adults, I see that sometimes too. <laughs> Maybe not the finger pointing, but certainly the she did it or he did it kind of mentality. And instead of being concerned with that type of thing, instead of concerning ourselves with who started it, to me, the greater concern might be who can end it. To ask the question, who can end it, doesn't diminish the fact that wrong has been committed. Rather, it acknowledges the power that harboring unforgiveness in our hearts can have in our lives and the power of the decision to move forward that it has in bringing wholeness. Edwin goes on to say, forgiveness frees us from the endless loop of blame and bad feelings that keep our minds focused on all the wrong things. With forgiveness, we can let go of the past and turn to other more important issues in our lives, such as how to truly be happy, to have the things we want, and to thrive with the sense that we are joyfully fulfilling our life purpose, end quote. So our first point today is to be clear that forgiveness does not mean the wrong didn't happen or that the person is exonerated. Rather, we are deciding to move forward. Our next point about forgiveness is the power of unforgiveness. Unfortunately, we as humans feel the need to always be right, don't we? Some a little more than others, <laughs> I've noticed. If we weren't the one to do the wrong, we aren't about to forgive someone, especially if they didn't first come to us groveling and begging for our forgiveness. Research shows that forgiveness is not something that comes natural to us. We are not forgiving by nature. Unfortunately, human beings are, for the most part, vengeful. We tend to hang on to things, to not let go of them. But to hold unforgiveness in our hearts is damaging to us. I remember back when I was a little boy, my grandfather and his sister had an argument about something. I don't even know what it was. And years later, we called her Aunt Cootie. I don't even know what her name was. <laughs> Aunt Cootie was all I knew. I don't know. Maybe her name was Ruth. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, um, Grandpa and Aunt Cootie didn't speak for years. I mean literally years. And one day I asked Grandpa, what was that fight about anyway? And he couldn't remember either. And I thought about that. I thought, how many family gatherings have they missed spending together? 
because of this unforgiveness that they have held on to. Nobody wins when unforgiveness is present. Nobody wins. I am happy to say that finally they had a reconciliation before they left this life and they were able to enjoy a few holidays together, but there were many, many went by that they did not. Even though we may not be the offender, we may very well be held captive by the unforgiveness we hold in our hearts. Being unable to forgive causes us to carry burdens and baggage that infiltrates our entire life. Unforgiveness is a disease that eats away at us and causes all other relationships in our lives to be tainted, even our relationship with God. So how can we move from unforgiveness to forgiveness? And we can give some helpful ideas in her book, but I think it's important to grasp that forgiveness isn't something we can obtain by ourselves. The life of faith we are called to live is not about becoming a better and better person through a superhuman effort of will. It's about connecting with the power of a loving God. Is forgiveness beyond you? It might very well be. It's beyond a lot of us. But it is not beyond the one who looked down upon his tormentors from the cross and understood them. And because of that one, Shows us the example because that one is included in our lives. We can lay hold of this loving power and move beyond terrible things. With the power that comes from our loving creator through a loving redeemer, we can do things we otherwise could not possibly do. The process of forgiving begins with a conscious decision to forgive. Sometimes we must set our feelings aside so that we can begin the journey to forgiveness. What do I mean by that? Sometimes I think we are so uptight because of what happened and because of the unforgiveness we are holding. Sometimes we have to just be able to set those aside for a moment to say, okay, I will at least begin to walk the road of forgiveness. Whether we feel like it or not, the conscious decision that I am going to include God in this and I'm going to pursue what living a life of forgiveness might look like for me, even though I may not feel like it, even though the person is undeserving of my forgiveness in my estimation at this point, I will step out on that road and begin to walk that road of forgiveness and see how that might look, see how that might begin to feel eventually, even though I may not feel it right now. God understands our feelings and the power they have over us. I truly believe that. In making the decision to begin the journey to forgiveness, we have nothing to fear because God is a loving God that is gentle with us and knows full well that our feelings of anger mark the moment in our history when something terrible happened to us. God is not in the business of business of explaining it all away or insisting that we do that. God doesn't brainwash us or demand that we brainwash ourselves. As we begin to walk that road of forgiveness, we are not exonerating the wrongs that were done to us. Rather, we are deciding to move forward 
and to move on with our lives. And we are deciding to rid ourselves of the negative influence that holding unforgiveness brings. So the journey to forgiveness begins with the decision to forgive and by asking God to help us be able to forgive. It's important to understand that the decision to forgive doesn't mean we instantly forgive and have all these lovely flowery, flowery feelings about us. But when we make the decision to forgive and ask God to help us, the journey has begun regardless of how it feels. I speak from first-hand experience in this regard. You've heard me share briefly about my biological father, who was extremely abusive to my sisters and me when we were young. And I remember I just did not think that I should forgive him, and that I wanted to hold on to that anger that I had for him, to, toward him. Until finally, through a lot of help, from a professional therapist and lots of prayer, I got to the place where I could begin to journey that road of forgiveness and figure out what that might feel like. And I can actually say, even at the point of his death, I was I was at I finally was at the place where I didn't hold any ill will in my heart for him any longer. Granted, I didn't necessarily want to sit down and share a meal with him. But I had forgiven. And I had moved on. And my life was better because of that act of forgiveness that took years to get to. Forgiveness doesn't erase history or exonerate. History has happened. And nobody can revise its content or many of its consequences. And feelings are not the barometer of forgiveness in its early stages, although with the passage of time, our feelings heal as well. <coughs> Is there someone in your life that has wronged you and you haven't been able to forgive? Can you make the decision today to begin to pursue walking that road of forgiveness? Just a step possibly off the curb onto the road to see what it might feel like. Maybe we need to forgive ourselves for actions that have hurt others or that have ultimately caused hurt or pain to ourselves. Forgiving is such an important spiritual practice because it frees us and helps us move on and live more fully. To live more fulfilling lives. To live more healthy, productive lives. Unforgiveness is negative and keeps us stuck in the past, <coughs> feeling angry and bitter. 
whether it is an act of an adult upon a child or a violation of trust in a committed relationship or a close friend's betrayal or any other act of wrong committed against us or that we have committed ourselves. May we reach out to a loving God and ask God to walk with us as we struggle with the need to forgive. May we visualize our forgiveness every day and allow Jesus to anoint us with his healing oils. May we visualize that God helps us as we journey toward forgiveness. Give yourself the gift of forgiveness so that you, too, may know the great joy that it is in living without judgment or blame so that you can live whole and complete. May it be so. Let us pray. God in Jesus' name, it is a necessary reminder of the importance of the spiritual practice of forgiveness. I know there are people most likely in this room because when there are this many people gathered together, there are those who have struggled with the need to forgive and to move on. God, may you touch their lives today. They might be willing to simply step out onto the road of forgiveness to see what that might feel like. And may you be faithful to walk that road of forgiveness with them so that they can ultimately find wholeness and healing. And I thank you in Jesus' name.